0: I don't know what his problem is, but all he wants to do is lick my pants. FYI, this podcast contains spoilers.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 1010 of the podcast that goes sniffle, I mean snicked,
0: Sniffle?
1: What? We're your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable. Sniffable. Sniffable? That's yeah, oh. kind of weird. I find my armpits very sniffable. I
0: was trying to... Do you me. find
1: them sniffable? Here, lean no, in. No, Are that's that's no. Are they sniffable in your no. opinion?
0: Please, please, please don't push my head in there.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, physical comedy on a podcast. <laughs> it gets no better than this. I do want to apologize. We've both been pretty deep under the weather the last week deep and we've tried to do this podcast three or four times and have failed
0: miserably yeah. <laughs> like and, our colds
1: <laughs> and this is kind of our last ditch effort and i just want to apologize for the noises because the I bodily want to know, noises yeah in the
0: what what did you say <laughs> the bodily noises
1: yes the bodily noises but i do want to say i i will try my best and i can pretty much promise you for every cough or sniffle you hear there are two more that i edited out so
0: get it in there not
1: to mention the intentional ones
0: <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> no. we should leave that coughing
1: bit i don't know we'll see anyway we've both been feeling pretty uh pretty crappy but uh we're gonna bring you some comics anyway so you ready
0: let's do it all
1: right here we go okay so first up our logan legacy spotlight is gonna shine on Daken. This is the death of Wolverine. Dawkin,
0: no, I thought we were walking.
1: No, Dawkin, like the metal band. Ba-bum-bum-ps. I can't think of any Dawkin songs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm aware of their existence, but I don't know if I've actually ever heard much Dawkin. I listened to someone when much I was a kid.
0: <laughs> What? Not much talking.
1: Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. I should do a Christopher Walken. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, did I say what we're doing? This is the uh, Death of Wolverine the Logan Legacy number 5. And this has Doc and Wolverine's son. It is written by Ray Fox. So another Mike Martz uh, carryover. Art is by Elia Bonetti. Colors are by Brett Smith. <laughs> you see Joe Caramagna, does the letters.
0: Like lasagna.
1: Yep. And then the cover is by Gerardo Sandoval and David Curiel. Uh, What do you think about this cover? Basically, we have Dawkins in his Blue Horseman of Death uniform, and he's just going nuts. And behind him, we have kind of a
0: Voltron-style
1: like bad guy of Wolverine, like his memory or whatever. So what do you think?
0: Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I, okay. I will admit. So the covers of Dawkins like kneeling down, and he's. I don't got, think he's
1: kneeling. I think he's running.
0: Is that what he's? He's doing something with his yeah. knees.
1: He's running through this purple wind.
0: He's doing high knee sprints. Yeah. Um, I think anyway, he's crouched.
1: I think he's crouched and springing into action.
0: One hand's like in a fist, pointed towards the viewer. Yeah, I think it looks cool. Yeah, and then he's got the two little blades coming out but it's funny though because when you see the preview on the ipad it it looks like he's holding a batman um like boomerang oh yeah kind of and so i think it's just it it's just funny i had to laugh to myself when i yeah. went what is he holding oh it's his claws
1: right well i uh, i like sandoval style it's kind of in the
0: yeah, well you also have to understand this is my first intro to dawkin ever
1: no you had him in issue one
0: well okay.
1: Yes, this this series is your first Yes. Your first run in with Doc and Wolverine's <coughs> Lone Surviving Son. Anyway, I like Curry uh I'm sorry, not Curio. I do like Curio. his colors are great. But I like uh, Sandoval's style. It's kinda it's a little bit of anime influence, kind of Joe Mad mixed with Humberto Ramos, kinda that Latin American art style mixed with an- this that's kind of anime influence. But I don't know, it's just I like I like the cover quite a bit.
0: I like it, too. No. It's not one of my favorites, but it's still nice.
1: Yeah. No, it is very kinetic. All right. So we'll read our intro. It says the only living son of the Wolverine, the man known as Daken, or Maybe it's Dakin. I, you know, I don't know. I've been saying Daken ever since he's been around. <laughs> Dakin. Is his father's heir in many ways. He has the same powers and same berserkers, animalistic spirit but he is lacking the good heart that made Logan a hero. Aww. And he's kind of a selfish little twat. <laughs> um, Dawkin is a manipulator and a murderer, living behind layers of lies, forever concealing his true feelings and motives from the criminal world he dwells in. He is bound to only one purpose, shaming and destroying his father. But now Wolverine is dead and Dokken is free. All right, so basically we ha- we're in Madripoor and there's an auction
0: you should have read that whole thing as Christopher Walken.
1: Wow, <laughs> the only living son of the wolverine. I can't. I can't keep it up. I don't. I, I can only say wow. That's the only Christopher Walken I have. Uh, everything else just sounds like um nothing. Sounds like nothing. Anyway, so we're in Madripoor a week ago, and there is an auction for Wolverine body parts. And this kind of whole story is interspersed with a blue tone seen from okinawa today with some uh japanese burial rites are these japanese and cultural or are these like buddhist things
0: i don't know is there I someone out there in
1: our i'm sure tokyo Tranny boy knows georgie um why don't you hit us up with some knowledge with some knowledge on this one
0: oh. yeah we're a little lost i mean i guess we could google it <laughs> I guess we could do our research while we're podcasting simultaneously. Yeah, well, I, don't, I
1: don't do it beforehand. I can promise you that. You can always count on me to not do research beforehand. Oh, here we go. The third search under Matsu the water of the last moment is the act of giving food and water. I think it's just a Jap- it's just it's listed under a heading called Japanese funerals. So. So anyway this, these are the different steps and it, so basically at the bottom of almost every page or maybe at the bottom of every page let's see yes yeah, kind of a banner running through the whole book at the bottom of every page is a scene from japan of Dawkins and a monk a buddhist monk preparing kind of a funeral for wolverine and of course we know the body's not there but we'll find more about that later then we go back to Magipor in the past, and there's two agents talking to a guy who's telling a story about this auction. And this guy has a vial of blood and two claws to sell for Wolverine. Now, at first, I was kind of incensed, because how can they have Wolverine's claws? But they look like they may maybe bone claws. So, their bone claws, they could have broken off in a fight and he grew them back. We've seen that happen before.
0: What's in the tube?
1: The tube is blood, which, you know, makes sense. So, anyway, they're selling it to the highest bidder. Then we got some Hy- Viper and some Hydra guys. We got, I guess, none of the X Men got an invitation. But, um, no. Anyway, so he's telling the story about this auction and how Dawkins came and killed everybody. And uh, he blew up some stuff, and he fought. He, there's this mutant bodyguard who brings fire, and decapitates him. And he basically gets the pieces of his dad back and says, um, Ladies and gentlemen, you can't leave just yet. The security here is very good. Every exit is sealed except the hole in the concrete behind me. I have something I'd like to say. Please do me the courtesy of listening. These artifacts are my father's remains, my father's. I know you want what's left of him, to study or to put to other uses, to worship, to revile, to revive. I don't care which. You shall not have them. You have no right to them. From this moment forward, let it be known. Anyone who makes any move, any move at all, with intent to buy, sell, trade, or replicate any piece of the (coughs) Wolverine, that person will be unfulfilled, painfully, suddenly, by my hand on my honor. Three of you will live to be my messenger. And then he literally cuts through the whole rest of the room. It's kind of badass. He gets shot. He doesn't care. Of course, he can heal. And so we find out that he lets Viper live because he has a previous relationship with her. And he lets this um, other woman live.
0: Who turns out to be Mystique. Yeah, the
1: blonde lady who turns out to be Mystique. And of course, Doc can smell her. And then he lets this one guy live that's being interrogated by the agents. Hmm... And we find out that Dawkins let him live because they were former lovers. Ooh! Yeah. So they, they knock this guy out to read. So one of the agents is a mutant, I guess, or has powers, some telepathy. So she uh, takes the information forcibly from the guy because he wasn't spilling the, the romance part. But they find out that they were ex-lovers. And then we see Dawkins putting the remains that he rescued of his father to rest on with some pretty... Uh, Emotional last page, yeah. Of docking in dark blue shadow, just kind of in the rain, kneeling before his father's remains. All right. Well, so let's talk about th- what do you think of the art?
0: Um, I I think the art was fabulous. There were some really? pretty um, let me rephrase that. Oh, it's okay. I think the art in the blue
1: looked really cool.
0: It did, and um, there were certain parts of the art that weren't that were in color during the whole massacre that. We're nicely drawn and nicely colored. No, I agree. I however, I. however, this was a pretty, this is probably one of the most gruesome comics I've seen so far.
1: There was a lot of bright red blood in this comic.
0: Yes, well, and there was a lot of... Um,
1: there were a couple of different beheadings.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, um, people being stabbed through the neck.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty violent. So um, I would say I thought the art was pretty good. I need to see more of this guy before I kind of knew where to to place him, like as far as how good it is okay like, like it's good that it, it tells a good story I would need I need more um, more contact with it to see how much I remember like how memorable it is that's the word I'm looking for Oh, okay so but yeah, it is definitely pretty violent. what do you think of the story?
0: um okay, so yes I've in theory this isn't the first time I've seen Dawkins. But I guess this is the first time that, I don't know, <coughs> I, I guess I don't have enough background knowledge on him to okay. know, like, is this in his canon? Like, will this- in His character? Yeah. Um,
1: All okay, right, so let's talk about that. So in the past, he's, very, he's been a very impetuous, kind of bratty kid, kind of a punk. He's also had serious daddy issues. He felt abandoned. Wolverine, right. I don't think, knew he was born. So Wolverine, I can't remember if he was married to Doc's mom or, or was just living, like, she was just one of his lovers right. back in Japan during a time. But I think he thought she was dead, but then she ended up having a baby. But Wolverine didn't find out about Doc until much later, but and blamed Wolverine for not being, being around there. as a father, and especially after his mom died. He kind of took all that out on Wolverine, and to a degree, I think Wolverine even agreed... Because Wolverine kind of has that, well, death follows me everywhere I go. So it is kind of my fault your mom died, and I'm sorry. But anyway, he kind of tried to help Dawkins find the right path, but couldn't. Dawkins did also serve time when there was the Dark Avengers, which when Norman Osborn was in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., he made, like, uh, Avengers of villains. Okay. And he, like, took people and reformed them to be Avengers, and Dawkins was Wolverine on that team. Okay. And then he even had a book for a while called Dark Wolverine. That was a solo book. So yeah, so now that Wolf, now that his father's actually dead, is Dawkins finding some kind of peace about it? I mean, it seems like he is in this, especially with the funeral. I think it's also kind of, um. I kind of thought of like a big brother kind of thing. Like, I'm allowed to fight with my brother, but nobody else is. Yeah. And so I kind of felt like he's like, I'm allowed to hate my dad and try to kill him and to do horrible things to him when he was alive, but nobody else can. Right. Like, this is It's still my dad. I'm going to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the family thing. Yeah, like no one else can talk bad about your family, but you can talk bad about them all you want. And mm. I, I feel like that's kind of his his scenario is, you know, he had all these issues. And then to find out, well, you know, my dad's dead. And so now I have to deal with the fact that he's gone. But now these people are trying to sell pieces of him right there's a point in here where mystique you know she's like if you knew it was me you knew that i was going to do whatever it took to buy this so that no one else could have it like mystique was i guess there on behalf of logan himself in a way
1: or yeah or trying to be whether and that's mystique is a little bit of a, a notorious liar but yeah so whether how true that is i don't know but Doc doesn't really care he just tells her to just I will say, so the last time we saw Dawkins before this series, in the first issue, was he was all blue. He was a horseman of death from the Apocalypse <laughs> Twins story in Uncanny Avengers. So he died. Wolverine killed him. Uh-huh. And then the Apocalypse Twins resurrected him to be a horseman. Okay. And then when all that exploded in that story, and then he escaped. But he was still horseman and he was still blue and on the cover of this very issue he's still blue now in issue one which we know takes place after all these stories from two through six right he's just normal Dawkins, like he has his little kind of mohawk and his tattoos and he's just a normal dude okay so we so somewhere between the end of uncanny avengers story and the beginning of this story He quits being blue and I'm assuming quits being a horseman, I thought. So I was hoping this issue would shed some light on that kind of transition. And it doesn't really. He's still in his his Apocalypse Twins kind of Tron suit. And in in one frame of this, his claws are glowing. But in the rest, they're not. Because when he was a horseman, he had these blue like kind of almost
0: laser-heated
1: claws. And he has them at one point here. And he does seem to have some death power because he released, like, a cloud of death, didn't the guy say something about that?
0: I thought he was just saying he was the cloud of oh, death. Oh, maybe like,
1: so. <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: Well, and it said that it was obvious he was getting burned and he was hurt. Right. But he didn't care yeah. about the pain whatsoever.
1: No. But see, he's still in the suit, but he's not blue in the comic. But then there's a part where I thought he looked, cause even when he goes with the electric claws, he doesn't turn blue. Maybe we're supposed to just assume it just kind of wore off, but I was hoping for something to kind of bridge the gap, and we didn't get that. So I was a little bit disappointed in that. I also thought it was weird. Like At first, I was kind of confused because I was like, yeah, all right, it makes sense that these people would have a vial of blood. Wolverine's been in violent fights his whole life. There's probably blood all over the place. Right. But Dawkins kind of acts like this, like he's got to get this one. And even in the Captain America and Deadpool story, they're really insistent on finding this old knife that had Wolverine blood on it so no one would clone it. But the fact is, there's got to be blood of Wolverine like, all over the
0: place. I'm sure. Collecting
1: all that and making sure nobody clones it would be like a lifelong
0: mission. Yeah. Job but, you know, security. I understand
1: if Dawkins knew about it, he wouldn't want to stop it. So that makes sense. It just seemed kind of weird that this, this auction would be so important. But he is also using it to make a statement. And that's the part I really liked. Right. And he's like, basically like, if anybody tries to do anything, I will find you and I will kill you. It'll be horrible. <laughs> and so I thought that was really badass. I really enjoyed that. So on one hand, I'm kind of bummed that we don't really get a good like, this is how we got from point A to point B. But at the same time, it was a good story. So I kind of forgive that a little bit. Right. Um, I was also curious because, so there was also a Dawkins solo series that started off good but kind of tanked. And so I quit reading it. And so I don't know, they've always kind of hinted at Dawkins' sexuality as either being gay or bisexual. Right. They also also hinted that he was very willing to use other people with his sexuality.
0: So he played play both fields just to get his way.
1: Yeah, like he would manipulate people. Like he even said in the intro, he's a manipulator. Right. And he would manipulate people sexually. In fact, he even had kind of a, a pheromone, like an, a smell about him that was like an aphrodisiac. So it was really easy for people to fall for him. So it was hard for me to kind of tell whether this was like a legitimate lover or just somebody he used.
0: I, I think this was a legitimate lover.
1: I, by the whisper, I kind of think that too. I yeah. just wasn't entirely sure.
0: I think the fact that a he lets him live and and you know he does tell him you know go remember the time we had and live while you can and Doc can, you know he touches the side of his face.
1: It seems intimate and he gives him a last kiss. I guess if he were just using him up to this point, he would just would have either know killed him or said all right you're my survivor. Right. right. He wanted to kiss him, so it probably is like a legit lover. So that's cool. Yeah, I just he was he was very gruesome and very badass and I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. We'll see kind of where he goes. Does this kind of encourage him to like, I don't know, I mean, is his mission from now on just going to be to hunt down like pieces of his dad?
0: I don't know. Because
1: I feel like all of these, we've kind of left the character, and all these issues has kind of left the character poised for a next step. You know, for X-23, she's found a reason to kind of be the legacy of Wolverine. Right. Like on the X-Men as a hero. Sabretooth tooth has you know decided he can wreak havoc for everybody
0: <laughs> yeah why play favorites
1: right then he just right kind of talked about like the whole underworld thing and taking wolverine's place there doggen is not real clear like it's a very touching last scene of him finding peace between him and his father and putting the remains to peace but we don't well, really maybe know. that's
0: just it he just <laughs> he finds his peace with it
1: maybe he just wants to be left alone yeah to get out of the game i don't know I don't know if I would say this is my favorite of the issues, but I think this is the one I'm most curious about—the last issue—to see what he does.
0: Oh, and I feel guess. like we
1: kind of already know the direction of the other characters. I feel like this is the one that's the biggest question mark. Is Dawkins.
0: See, I kind of hope that they're, he doesn't do anything. Like, he's gonna have to do to something
1: because th- they all get captured at the at the first issue.
0: Well, right. But what I'm trying to say is, is I kind of hope, like you know, everyone else had this life-changing experience. <laughs> And for him, it was just finding he's, peace. And
1: just walked away at the end of number seven?
0: Yes, we've seen, you know, Lady Deathstrike decide to do this. And, you know, X-23 is doing this. And, and it, it feel I feel like everybody's like, ooh, I have a mission. And right. I kind of don't want him to have a mission. Okay. I mm-hmm. want him to just be like, I found my peace and peace out.
1: Well, that's not generally how comic books work. But <laughs> no,
0: <I don't> <laughs> and from a marketing standpoint, it'd be stupid. But, right. it, but yeah.
1: Okay. Well, um, yeah. Overall, I enjoyed the issue. What are you gonna give, uh, Logan Legacy number five?
0: I'm gonna give it four out of six.
1: Okay, I am also going to give it four out of six claws.
0: All right. Moving on to the next one, we have Death of Wolverine: The Weapon X Program. Number three. Oh, sorry. Number three. Number trois. Experiment.
1: (laughs) Experimentation.
0: Ooh. The writer is Charles Soule. Wouldn't it be art and cover? Salvador La Roca. and colorist is Frank Deramanta?
1: I always say Di but I don't know if that's true or not.
0: Okay. And the letter is VC's Corey Pettit. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. Ooh. No, 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 oh, yeah. no. <laughs>
1: Woohoo. All right, so what do we have on the cover?
0: So on the cover, we have Sabretooth attached to the ceiling, completely chained, poked, prodded, and wired with a bunch of little needles at the bottom. Yes,
1: very reminiscent of the Weapon X stuff.
0: It kind of reminds me of something that you'd see, like, in the 70s.
1: Sure. I like the colors. I like kind of the mustardy golden yellow.
0: Yeah, I like it, too, and I like the honeycomb pattern.
1: So basically, Sabretooth's being experimented on. He looks pretty cool, I guess, but really I also just like the colors.
0: So, I don't know about you, but do you try to... Does your mind try to make words out of this top part?
1: Yeah, I did, because there's definitely a P.
0: Yeah, and then this looks like maybe an N or a... I don't know. Yeah, I
1: don't know. All I got was a P, but I definitely did think, oh, what are they trying to tell me? And I looked at it and
0: decided it was nothing. (laughs) Okay, so it's just me. Anyway, I do think it's... The cover's kind of hilarious, because I pointed out to you earlier that he has an extra hump. Yeah, a little little prostrate bulge. Yeah. Prostate, sorry. Prostate. And how many little needles are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, come on. They should have put 10. Oh, wait, they do about? have 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They do. They have 10 needles at the bottom. Sorry, it's an artist thing. It wasn't Wolverine considered number 10.
1: Yes, weapon X, weapon 10.
0: Right, and there's 10 needles. All right, so moving on to the inside, we have Sharp, and he is working on his mask. And he says, or this little internal voice says, close, not quite right, but closer.
1: Yeah, so, so that has me intrigued.
0: Like, what is he trying to do?
1: Who is this supposed to look like? That's all I can think of is, who? what am I missing? Who is this? face. Yeah, what, what are we trying to get to? And we'll keep that in mind when we get to the end.
0: Yeah. But
1: so anyway, Nero comes in and he's he wants to talk to Sharp.
0: I need to write myself a note so I can ask you about it at the end.
1: Okay. And the paper right there. That's Ethan's Christmas list.
0: <laughs> We're passing notes back and forth, folks. Yes.
1: Do you like me?
0: <laughs> Check yes, no, or maybe. If you say maybe or no, I'm going to punch you in the arm. Wow. <laughs> you. I'm going to punch you in the arm. Yeah, I thought
1: that was your tactics back in elementary school.
0: What if it was? <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> All <laughs> right.
1: Anyway, Neuro comments that he can't ever seem sharp without the mask. So he asked if he must he's be Yeah.
0: And he's like, uh, we'll talk about it later. So Nero tells him, hey, there's um, there, this guy, uh, Cornelius, was working on another program.
1: Yeah. So they're tracking, they're trying to track Creed to try okay. to find some answers because he was, I guess, at the place. Which right. Which interesting.
0: And then they stumble upon. Um, the Weapon X file. The Weapon X file. And that Logan was there. And um, Sharp is like, show it to me now. And we pan to the guys driving the truck and they're sort of like giving their backstory of how they got here. Yeah. And you discover like they That's, were basically taken.
1: I really like when Junk tells his story. So he tells the story and we see the narration and he's leaving tidbits out. But we also get a visual flashback. Yes. That fills in the details. So basically they found him in a jail cell and he just says they pulled him off the street.
0: Right. And so the
1: story, in and of itself, is still true. Right. He's just leaving out the fact that he was in
0: jail. And he probably killed somebody. Or well,
1: who knows? But he did something to get in jail. But he leaves that out, but we as the readers see it. I thought that was an interesting way of showing that.
0: Yeah, I like that. And he says they basically just took him, and then he woke up with horns. Um, and we go back over to Sharp. Sharp's looking over at Wolverine's um, file. And we have, like, um big-haired...
1: This looks like Barry... This is LaRocca doing his best Barry Windsor Smith, who drew the original Weapon X um, storyline in Marvel Comics Presents. That looks... is very reminiscent of how uh, BWS drew that back in the day.
0: Oh, okay. And basically, they're just talking about how he was a soldier. Um, A soldier of fortune, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and the little internal dialogue, it was intriguing.
1: Yeah. Well, I like also that Nero hits the nail on the head and says, all of us, we were an attempt to recreate this Logan guy.
0: Right. And it says, this is who you are. And then it's just dot, dot, dot. And it says, you were there in Naking in 1938 with Victor Creed. You saw it all. And now you're in my head, and that's why I can see it too. And the, the character says... Yes, but we don't really know what he's saying. He's just saying well, yes to the fact that, yes, I'm in your head. We're
1: being led down a certain path. Right. And at this point, that path we're being led down is a, some sort of Wolverine is in Sharp's head.
0: Right. And then so Sharp asks, so am I you or am I me? And the guy just goes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Ambiguous. Don't you love those emails yeah. when you ask someone, would you like this or that? Yes. No, you didn't answer my question, and so basically, Sharp says, "Hey, we need to we need to find this Creed person because he's going to have all the answers."
1: Right, they're listed as associates in this file.
0: Right. So, and Nero kind of questions him, and and he's just like two birds, one stone.
1: Well, yeah, because Nero's like, "Who cares about Logan? This Wolverine guy? Let's just find the Creed guy and get right. our answers." And and Sharp's like, "Yeah, oh, we'll take it all at once."
0: So then, um endo no yeah yeah Yeah, endo comes in and she's like hey you know what i think we're safe so um i kind of want to go tell my family i'm okay they're like no you can't do it and she's like yeah i can pretty much run away from you tell everybody and come back and you'd never know i was gone right
1: and so sharp's like you're right you could so please
0: don't yeah (laughs) because you're gonna kill us all right um then we go back to the front of the truck and it seems like now the driver uh, what is his name Skill, skill. He's having some. He's kind of explaining where he's from and having issues all at the same time. Yeah,
1: so he's an old football player.
0: Yeah, and he's grunting in between his issues. I, yeah,
1: I do like so they're having this conversation. We have a, a plug for Charles Soul other book or one of his other books, *The Inhumans. Humans*, which by the way is one of my favorite books right now. That book is so good. But anyway, so so Jacques is talking about his options going forward. And so I'm curious, do you think he's really... Because he keeps talking about being a hero. Right. And trying to join the Avengers. Do you think he sees this as a chance... I mean, he was in jail for something. Do you think he sees this as a chance to...
0: Make right? Yeah. No. I think he sees it as, oh, I get to be an Avenger and become famous. Well, right, right, right. And I don't know necessarily if he cares about doing the right thing. As long as he gets to beat people up and... (laughs) I don't know. Get the chicks? Yeah, I kind of feel like not in this book, but in the book previous to that, that's what he kind of alluded to. Right, yeah. Is I just want to be famous and do whatever the hell I want and get away with it. Yeah. Anyway, so Skull explains how he was a pro football person and his body was very dense. And one day he went too far and he actually killed someone on the field.
1: Yeah, so he was probably a mutant already as well.
0: Right. And um, so um then he gets suspended from football or kicked out of football and then right. some guys come to his house and they say, "Hey, we can fix you so that you can become a pro athlete again." So he jumps at the chance and that's when the truck actually jumps.
1: Right. So scales having like these almost
0: crampy moments. Yeah, these
1: cramp almost seizure kind of things.
0: His his time of the month. Right. Anyway, he loses control of the truck and it flips over and then we're inside the truck and Sharp and Neuro are like strapped in. They're like, how'd we get here? And, um. Endo
1: basically, from the time the truck started to flip, ran, picked them up, buckled them up, buckled herself all before the truck landed.
0: Right. That's, and That's pretty handy. Yeah. And the only mark she has is a screwdriver that she accidentally ran into.
1: Right. So it cut her. Um, They want to go check on the drivers, and that's where they kind of figure out that. So, what's Scales' problem?
0: So, his Scales' problem is the fact that his muscles cramp up if he doesn't use them.
1: He has to release the energy. Right. They store, they like break down on him.
0: And so, he lifts the truck and he feels better, but then um, shortly after that, they discover that he's having these problems again. Right. However, they're now in New Orleans.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot to mention the whole first part of this book's in Texas. Go, yeah. Texas.
0: Yay, Gonzalez. Is there a Gonzalez, Texas? Baby. <laughs> Teasing. Is there a New Orleans? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. New Nolins, New Orleans, baby. My hometown. Yeah. Anyway, they they get to New Orleans and um. Sharp and Creed are fighting, and I love this internal dialogue between Sharp's internal voice and his own voice.
1: Well, so Sharp's trying to talk to Sabretooth.
0: Right. And And
1: by the way, I question what point we're in (coughs) with Sabretooth. This has to be pre-inversion, because once he inverts, he cuts all his hair. So since we have long hair, we know this is still bad Sabretooth. Okay. This classic bad guy, nasty Sabretooth. I will say this internal dialogue, though, from the other voice was my first big hit. Really? Well, because he says, what are you doing, you fool? Right. So that's not Wolverine talk. Okay. What are you doing, bub? Or you're going to get us killed like, like the, the point of the conversation is very Wolverine. Right. Like I know Sabretooth, you can't talk to him. Right. I know his powers because the voice talks about how he heals. He sharp stabs him and thinks he's gotten away scot free. Right. And Sabertooth just pulls a knife out and heals up. But the words he uses are not Wolverine. Okay. To me. And I feel like Sol, Charles Soul knows enough about Wolverine to, to know the difference. But he is someone very intimate with the situation. So they jump through, they jump out the window. Sabertooth heals, and Scale says, wait a second picking up stuff's good lifting stuff's good fighting's even better and then when he sees Sabretooth heal he's like score i can yeah. beat the crap out of this guy and it doesn't matter i don't even have to feel guilty about it because he'll, he'll he'll back up
0: and, and he i'll feel better the crap out of Sabretooth. he
1: does that's a pretty great little sequence
0: yeah and so and skull's like i feel awesome um sharp Basically puts a knife at Sabretooth's eye, and he's like, um... He says,
1: sure, maybe you can heal, but a knife in the brain can't be fun. You remember how to talk yet? And Sabretooth says, kill you!
0: (laughs) While I don't necessarily like the drawing visually, I do love the technique of how Sabretooth has, like, snot running down his nose and, um, saliva... I think it's a great survival. drawing
1: because he looks like he's just...
0: Mad-ass crazy. Yeah,
1: but happy kind of.
0: It doesn't
1: even matter that like this guy's talk, trying to interrogate him. He's got a knife up to his eyeball. Sabretooth just loves violence. And so he's, he's just smiling. He's just grinning yeah. from ear to ear.
0: Anyway, so Sharp says...
1: What do you know about Logan? He's in my head. I have memories. And you were there. I saw you in one of them. And, and he talks about the Pacific one that we had earlier this issue.
0: Right. And so Sabretooth's response is, Best I recall, the Runt was playing Spy in Madripoor in 38. Nakin was too ugly for guys like him. Don't know who you got in your head, but it ain't Logan.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was interesting and cool.
0: It was cool. It was a nice little twist.
1: Yeah. And I'm really curious now to find out who it is. Yeah. And we, I didn't even think about the mask part until you started doing your synopsis And I thought oh wait a second he wants the mask he's trying to make the mask look a certain way, and that's a clue which also makes me think okay, who does the guy from the beginning of issue one of Logan Legacy look like like so I'm trying to I'm just trying to picture build this all together on whose consciousness or memories these could be
0: okay well let's finish this up so you can synopsisize away. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um, When you're synopsizing. I'm just... um, Oh, sorry. Commentating.
0: Okay.
1: So... So Indo doesn't... She doesn't listen to advice.
0: No, she runs out and she borrows some lady's cell phone. (laughs) Can I borrow your cell phone, please? She's just standing
1: there patiently listening.
0: Right. Not with her
1: back turned. You know, it's funny because usually, like, of course... I don't really let strangers borrow my phone.
0: Like and would I'm you let b- a stranger in a blue jumpsuit?
1: No, no. not a, An escaped prisoner is not borrowing my phone. <laughs> but, like, like, if you need it, or my brothers need to borrow my phone. Right. I know they need to make a phone call. I usually kind of, like, turn away or, you know, see what Ethan is doing. Like I don't like to stand there and stare at them and, like, eavesdrop. Anyway, her, her call was traced. Somehow.
0: And they're in Arcadia?
1: How they are so, yeah, I don't know where Arcadia is. How they are so like in South Pacific They they knew this person called on somebody else's cell phone. Well,
0: she's got the phone. She's listening to it.
1: No, she's talking to somebody else. I'm assuming that voice is on the phone.
0: Well, because she says, oh, I thought she said we have his cell phone. Because she goes, we have one of them, the subject 45. Yeah. She just dialed into her fiance's voicemail.
1: So maybe they've been monitoring the voicemail and then yeah. went backwards to find this phone. Yeah. Anyway, they know she's in New Orleans, so we know that'll go down next issue. And we've seen there's a bunch of bodies from the facility uh, being getting ready to, being put in body bags. They're all dead.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Send them home in a body bag, Johnny!
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Nice Karate Kid reference for you. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, next, no more mask. So, all right, well, let's talk about the art. What do you think of the art?
0: Um, I liked it. I don't think there was anything, like, <laughs> there wasn't anything that jumped out that made me go, ooh, this is really cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was nice middle-of-the-road kind of art. I did like how the flashbacks were a little um, muted.
1: Yes. I still think the color work's been pretty good in this, this Oh yeah. All right, so story-wise... What do you think of the story? What do you think of the backgrounds? We got two additional backgrounds. So that's background on... any We really even got a little bit of endos because now we know she has a fiance. Right. So we almost have background on everybody.
0: Almost.
1: So what do you think of that part of it?
0: Um, I liked it. I like how we're kind of getting tidbits. It kind of reminds me of Lost.
1: Yeah. A where bit.
0: you've got a main story with little interjections of what happened way back when. Yeah. Or w- what brought them to where they are. In fact, this has a very Lost feel to it.
1: Yeah, you've said that before. And I, yeah. I, I, I never really watched, but I know enough about it that I get it. Yeah. Um, I will say I thought Skill Story was kind of meh. And even though Junk was just kind of, oh, I was in jail and they got me the way they told that yeah when we saw him in his lie or his kind of half truth right i thought it was really interesting it just it was an interesting storytelling
0: well and if you think about it when you're when you're on an airplane and you you know you talk it up with a stranger you know it's like hey where do you work it's like oh i work you know maybe you leave out i work for a small ad agency and you just say i work for an ad agency right. you know you let their mind sort of in well, yeah, large part or- of
1: it to he doesn't want to tell them he was in jail.
0: Right. And so it's yeah. like, I'm going to skim around this the best way I know how.
1: Yeah. All right. So now that we're, I mean, we could get another twist and another turn. But now that we're a little more down the path of the voice not being Wolverine. Right. So why then did Sharp see Wolverine's face in the mirror?
0: Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm pretty
1: curious. I'm pretty interested to know who this other person is that is related to all the Weapon X people.
0: But didn't in our other books that he say Logan? Like he's referred to him as Logan.
1: The voice is not referred to himself as Logan, I don't think.
0: Okay, but Sharp has referred to him as Logan. I think
1: Logan, no, I, I think Sharp saw Logan's face, but didn't know who it was. Okay. Because he doesn't really register the name Logan until Nero brings it up. Because he goes, someone named Logan, and the voice goes, Logan.
0: Hmm. So who do you think this is?
1: I am trying to remember how old Maverick is.
0: Who's Maverick?
1: Maverick is a guy that was on some covert ops teams with Logan and Creed in the past. Like in their past, after the Weapon X days, and I don't remember if he was also part of the Weapon X days or if he only came along after. And I don't remember if he's really old or if he's only like a little more normal. And I also don't. I'm sorry. I apologize to all my Wolverine fans. I don't really remember what his current status is, whether he's dead or whether. <laughs> like I just I don't remember. But the mask part. And the fact that he has history, that's one name that kind of jumps to mind. I'm going to say I don't really know if I believe that's it. That's just kind of my first.
0: Well, he does kind of. I I googled.
1: He doesn't uh, really have a gas mask, but he always had a mask on.
0: Right. And he has red eyes. At least in that one, he has red eyes. Right. Just so our viewers know, I just googled Maverick and Marvel. And so now I'm looking at the images of Maverick. Um, and he does have bushy hair, like the the guy in our book, like Backstreet Boy hair.
1: Do you think Sharp? But if Sharp's Maverick, then then the voice wouldn't be Maverick.
0: But see, look at his hair, like, and yeah. that's just that drawing. But in other drawings, his hair seems to also be kind of wild and bushy.
1: But anyway, yeah. So that's just kind of something that pops into my head. Other than that, I'm not really sure. If anybody has any guesses, theories, uh, why don't you tweet them to us or give them to the Facebook page? And we will gladly discuss them in the next episode.
0: Yeah, because my ideas were stupid. <laughs> Your ideas
1: weren't dumb. I just don't think they're right.
0: A.K.A. they were stupid.
1: <coughs> what else? Because she wrote down on her sheet, Do you like me, Red Skull, Xavier, or Magneto?
0: <laughs> I was, I was trying to... The reason why I thought of Red Skull is because the eyes are red. And because he's so old. Right. And Um, on top of that, um, the eyes seem very, because they're big and ovally, they remind me of like Red Skull's big, ovally looking eyes.
1: I don't think that's it. I don't think this is is in his wheelhouse. Though he does have Xavier's powers right now. And his consciousness need to went somewhere. But he doesn't have enough of a history with the mutants.
0: But he was around in 1938, right? Yes. Yeah, he would have been. Okay. Um,
1: Xavier, again, we have that whole Axis storyline going on. I don't think he'll be pulled into this. And Magneto's still alive and kicking, so.
0: Okay. So, sorry.
1: Yeah, I so, no, but I'm definitely intrigued. I'm super interested. I want to see what happens in the next issue. So, when are you going to grade Weapon X program number three?
0: I'll give it four out of six.
1: I'm also going to give it four out of six. As intrigued as I am, the backstory stuff, um, I'm liking it, but it's not blowing my mind. So, uh,
0: That that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, so that's going to do it. Okay, so that's going to do it for episode 110 of the podcast that goes sniffles. Sniffles, um, sniffles, snick. <laughs> hopefully by the time it's said and done and I'm edited, there won't be too much unnecessary noises, but... If there were some, I hope he got through the episode anyway um, and enjoyed it. That's pretty much going to do it. I will say, just want to throw out, doesn't normally wear a mask, but another possibility of our little inside voice. Use
0: your inside voices, please. Inside only, please.
1: Um, just want to kind of... Th- Associate the name Mr. Sinister out there. Okay. Um, he's old enough and has the right kind of history with these characters. Don't know if it really fits the story where we're going, but just want to throw it out there in case it's right Then I can say, hey, I mentioned it.
0: <laughs> we, we talked about this.
1: Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. So please leave an iTunes review. Like the Facebook page.
0: Do not email
1: us. <laughs> com. There's nobody there. We had a monkey we hired to answer the emails, and he's just throwing poop. Eating (laughs) bananas. Throwing poop. Our Twitter is at SnickCast. The webpage with show notes is snickcast.podbean.com. So if you're feeling bad like us, I hope you feel better. I hope we feel better. If you're great, I hope you don't get sick. Yes. Stay well, and everybody just stay good. So until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye.